If you're trying to predict the market right now, I'd keep my eye on two data points, interest rates and inventory. Inventory goes goes up significantly, has to go up significantly now for prices to start to be impacted because it's still so low. And interest rates, you know, right now, what are interest rates in the high sixes, mid sixes? They're lower than they were. If sometime in 2023, uh, my prediction would be if we see rates in the mid fives again, a lot of buyers are going to re-emerge back into the market, which could have an impact on pricing on the upward side. In the December 2022 Market Report episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, the team takes a look at the dangers of comparing statistics from 2021 and 2022 and how they just don't line up. Despite what you hear, the outlook is good for many Slow County homeowners and those who are brave enough to enter into the market. Also, the team has some pretty cool news at the end of the podcast, so make sure you listen all the way through. Now, with the December 2022 Market Report, here's Team Swayze and your host, James Bueno. Welcome, everybody, back to the uh, Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze Podcast. Hal Swayze, how you doing, sir? I'm great, James. Thank you. You know, it's just me and you today, Hal. It's, uh, you know, we, we keep I, losing the, the we guys that losing everybody. I, I they really, couldn't take it. Jay's gone today. And right. what was the other guy's name that was with us before? I don't know, but it, I can usually smell him when he's coming, but I don't, I don't know where he is. I, right. I, JT, <laughs> I'm totally joking. Everybody, the, the return of JT, let's give him a hand. Yeah, Mr. Right. Mr. Turner oh, is back. back. I've never <laughs> just messing with you, John. Right now. The way I was treated while I was <laughs> gone, I think I have to come back just to defend myself <laughs> and maybe even a little revenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this, this was going to be Bring the it. JT's Revenge podcast, but yep. it is December, so we need to do a market update. JT, we're excited to have you back. We're, we're super pumped that you're here today. You're back from vacation. Well, the first couple podcasts that I missed, it was because of COVID, so I'm glad that's over. Yeah, we, we try to keep that quiet, but how let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> but to COVID be honest with bag. you, uh, it, it, would I choose to be here or back in Tahiti? Um I think Tahiti. Well, yeah. sorry guys, we should have. We should have sent Mr. King. We should have sent him a microphone in Tahiti. He could have. Yeah. He could have did an yeah. off-location uh, podcast. Yeah, Every, that's what everybody wants to do when they're on vacation. Yeah, I'll <laughs> talk into a microphone. All our, yeah, and, all our slander of you is out of jealousy, John. You, it, well, yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it, we were just jealous. Uh, we have some some uh, new uh, new things to talk about this month. How finally? So uh, yeah. let's let's get going. Well, you know, of course, it's always interested interesting for us because we're in the middle of it. So yeah, we'll talk about some things that we do on our our video once a month as well. But um, we're we're seeing a, a continuing trend in the marketplace in terms of. Um, what's happening with you know the fed and interest rates and the impact so if we just kind of jump into the numbers the inventory is definitely higher this month over the same time a year ago which um, john's going to just hit me in the head because i think you know one going back a year and using that as your basis is probably not a good idea and two the jump was so big this month i went back and look at last year and i said november last year at the end of november was an incredibly low inventory month for one of the lowest inventory low years we've ever had right last year this time there were like 169 homes on the market now we're at 315 do you have the the month-to-month numbers what what we we are our actual inventory is just actually down a little bit from last month okay yeah i don't have that number right just by a few jt so month over month is there's less homes for sale which is reflective of the people just don't have that many choices welcome to san luis Obispo county not only is it down month over month but just watching the the numbers in the first week of December every morning, 
it's down since the first of the month. Right. So we still have less houses coming on the market than we have uh, leaving the market. But we are getting houses sold, so... Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, we put a couple in escrow this week. But yeah. I, I mean, so yeah, we, we have, you know, we had a certain number of like 105 properties going to escrow and 95 came on the market. So those homes going to escrow 105 more than the ones coming on the market. And a lot of people this time of year decide to pull their homes off the market. In general, we're going to talk about this term that uh, John Turner and I saw in a financial magazine called gridlock. John, you want to talk about what that means? The gridlock was uh, s- sellers wanting the prices and the easy sales with multiple offers of uh of nine twelve fifteen months ago yep first part of the year and hmm. and the problem with that is you know interest rates through a a cold blanket on a hot market and we don't have as many buyers buyers have lost purchasing power so it's created this this gridlock where um we don't have as many sales transactions. Not as many people are transacting on either side right now. Right. So real quick, define gridlock for me in one word. Uh, suppressed. Okay. JT. Uh, slow. So I'm thinking stuck. Is that, is that correct? People are waiting. So the sellers are going, oh, I'll wait for a better offer. And the, the, the buyers are saying, well, I'm going to wait for a better price. We don't know which way that battle is going to go. Gotcha. Okay. A lot of it be determined by interest rates for sure. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I would yeah. say if, if you're trying to predict the market and everybody's trying to, whether you're an expert <laughs> Here we go. or not, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to predict the market right, right now, I'd keep my eye on two data points and how just set them interest rates and inventory. Right. You know, if inventory goes goes up significantly, it has to go up significantly now for prices to start to be impacted because it's still so low, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And and interest rates, you know, right now what are interest rates in the high sixes, mid sixes? Yeah, I, depending on the day, they're they're lower than they were. Yeah. They they're a little bit lower than they yeah. were a few weeks ago. And if sometime in 2023, uh, my prediction would be if we see rates in the mid fives again, you know, a lot of buyers are going to reemerge back into the market, which could have an impact on pricing, you know, up on the upward side. We, we need sellers to emerge. Yeah. And, and that's part of the gridlock. Part of it being, um, and we've talked about this, I think before, but if you've got a 3% mortgage on your house and you want to go buy another house and now I'm paying six and a half, right. that has a big impact on what you can afford, the kind of house you can get. So a lot of people are going to elect to stay in their homes, which happens. And that, that happens also because of the way property tax used to be. It's like, oh my gosh, I got this low tax rate. If I sell my house and go get another house, I'm going to lose that. It's going to cost me more money so they don't sell. So that's the new definition of a rate lock. I'm locked into my house because of my rate. Instead of locking my rate, trying to buy a house in two thousand seven eight, you know, which a lot of people are trying to compare today because they think more's gonna gonna happen in terms of a market bubble bursting, right. or whatever term they right. want to use. Right. And and the issue back in those days is we didn't have enough buyers, and now we don't have enough sellers. So when you look at all the data points, there's really no comparison of that era to today. What? Gets you out of that gridlock, JT. You're on the 405. You've been in for 30 minutes. You got another two hours ago, 15 miles. What gets you out? Uh, I'm going to get ticked off and get off on a side street. <laughs> and 
I'm looking. Well, well, I don't think that's a fair analogy for gridlock because that's talking about you have a fixed area of space for these cars to get moving through, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just right now it's more of I, maybe it should be called a standoff. If you want to sell in today's market and you've got a, a decent buyer, you need to be, um, what's that word you love to use, JT? Compromise. You need to compromise, right? right? And for a long time, sellers didn't have to compromise. But, but I think we used a reference point, and I'll, I'll bring it back up. I think it was one of the last podcasts, this house in Avila we talked about that right. came on the market and yep. sold with three offers before it, went, it hit the market. That property has since closed, and so that was probably close to 30 days ago. And, and that property is on the market in 2016 for 299 days. Yeah. It didn't sell. Right. And now it sells in three days, and it was listed for 2250 and it just closed for $2,450,000. Wow. Okay. So, so what does that tell me? you know, we just do not have the same supply of houses and our point of reference, the market feels bad compared to what it was recently. So what'll get the gridlock going? Well, I remember we had one of our lenders in here the other day goes, I remember when we did cartwheels, when we got mortgages down under 8%. So it's the, it's the improvement that will release the gridlock. People feel more confident Okay, I'm getting a better rate. I'm going to grab it while I can. Um, gosh, I missed my opportunity. Now I got it back. So instead of coulda, shoulda, woulda, I'm going to jump in. Seller's going, okay, it seems like a good time. I'm comfortable with my job or whatever's happening in my life. You know, so, so it's, it's confidence for sure and improvement, the trajectory of the market. Yeah, I was, I was sharing this story with, with someone this week who was, I, I would describe this person as fearful <clears throat> about the conditions of today's market. And, and I said to him, I, I said, you know, think back to had you been a purchaser in 2007, you bought a property at what was then, I laugh when I say this, the top of the market, because <laughs> I don't believe that there, we've ever seen a top of the market. The top of the market for me is the day I die, probably. That'll be my top of the market. But you bought a property in 2007 and you woke up a year later and your property was down in value by 20%. Probably felt like, oh, yeah, typical me, I bought a property and it went down, right? Right. Y you know, how stupid can I be? Why, right. why didn't I wait, right? right. And then, and then how'd, how'd they feel in 2012? Oh, man, I'm vindicated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm validated. Of course. Man, right. I did good. Right. And how'd they feel in 2022? I'm a freaking genius. Right. Look what, look how I did. Look, mom, look, yeah. dad, look how smart I am. Yeah. He's not here today, but Jay has said this at least a half dozen times on these episodes right. of the podcast. Mentioned yeah. when he bought, he felt dumb. Yeah. And then uh, five years later, he was totally vindicated. Now he feels like a genius. I, I moved back to San Luis Obispo in 1995. I was trying to find a good real estate agent and was referred to one and it wasn't house probably for good reason. You hadn't start. No, you you were barely starting. I, huh? I, were you born in eighty five? Yeah, ninety five. No, no, no I've been in the business four years. I no. knew everything. Okay, okay. So anyway, I I I, I came to town, uh, moved back from Orange County, and I was going to buy a house, and my budget was in the mid fours, and we f we couldn't find anything that my wife wanted, and we found something in the mid fives. So I bought a house that I couldn't afford. It was in a down market. So sure enough, six months after I bought this house that I knew I couldn't afford, it was worth less than I paid for it. Yeah. And I'm going, oh yeah, stupid me. What the heck was I doing? And then, and then I started thinking, let's see. It was in the school district that we wanted. 
It was the house that she wanted. It had an extra bedroom where we could have guests. It had a huge yard on the side of Bishop's Peak where the kids could play. And I could have a big barbecue. It had a view across to Cal Poly. We looked right up at Bishop's Peak. Did any of those things have anything to do with money? So I nope. think sometimes when we talk about the market, mm -hmm. we get so wound up in the numbers and most people are buying houses. They're motivated by reasons much deeper than money, aren't, aren't we? Right. Yep. It's about family and kids and security and safety. I, I, I wonder if the best time to buy real estate isn't always yesterday and the second best time isn't always today. Well, and, and people, you know, I, I got friends that I talked to and, and th this is such a special place to live and we, we, we all love it and we know it. But even when you're here, there's just not that many neighborhoods. So I want to be in this neighborhood. Well, great. You know, like my neighborhood, there's nothing for sale. I don't think it was in for sale for six, 12 months. And if it is, it's either old or too big. And then when it shows up, people jump all over it, you know, a little downtown house with a guest unit sold. We, our buyer paid, I don't know, a million eight fifty for the place. Right. So you, you just don't know. And this is as good a place to be anchored in, I think, as any. But um, I think, too, people don't even realize, like if you evaluate investment property, right, how much. Oh, I'm going to get some rent. I'm going to get some income off that. I do have some expenses. But people never even calculate the fact that every month somebody's paying your principal down for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then it brought up the, the fun joke. It's like, well, somebody's going to pay that mortgage. It's either the tenant. Is it you or is it the owner? when you're living there and, and for a potential buyer, that's a tenant, you go, okay, well that mortgage is getting paid. And unfortunately you're paying for it, but you're paying it down for the owners. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. not that everybody should be buying a house, but it's a, that's one thing that people look at when it terms and they don't look at, excuse me, when it comes to home ownership and it's a big deal. It's right. a big deal paying down that equity every month, right? Yeah. Paying down that mortgage and getting more equity each and every month makes a big difference. I, I brought this form to the table today. Um, and I was looking at housing prices since 1960. How many years? That's 62 years, if I do my math right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. How many of those 62 years, how many years did housing prices go down? And how many years did housing prices go up? I'm going to say five. Five years went down. I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to guess, let's say at least 12 to 15 out of 62. Nine. Mm. Wow. Split the nine right years. Split the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of 62. Uh, median sales price of a household in the United States was was about 30 grand in 1960, and it's wow. almost 400 grand today. Wow. So, so this is U.S. numbers, not slow. Yeah, down. just U.S. numbers. Yeah. So 15% so of the years, the prices go down. 85% of the years, prices go up. And we, we have a number of people now that are fearful of what? Price is going down. Brian yeah. goes, price is going down. And yeah. so uh, if you went to Vegas and uh, you went to the roulette table and, and, and red showed up 85% of the time and black showed up 15% of the time, would you ever put your money on black? Never. No. no. Never. No. Now, black is going to show up. And, you know, if it shows up 15% of the time, you got a chance that it could show up the first year you own a house, right? Right. And it could show up the second year you own a house. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the, the if you multiply 0 0.15 times 0 0.15 times 0 0.15, you get less than 1% of the 
That's what happened in seven and eight. We had mm-hmm. three years in a row of prices going down. The chances of that happening are less than 1%. And what do people call that? A once in a century event. And so I, I guess I'm coaching all those people that are listening. If you have a fear of, of our market, just look at history. And, and has anybody ever bought a house that didn't have a little bit of fear during the transaction? No, probably not. No. I, I've never bought a property where I can tell you I was 100% sure that I was making what? the right move. I'm buying a car right now. I've had fear about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Slow County. It's a huge investment. I mean, yeah. Oh, of you course. You can't yeah. buy anything left for $800,000. Fear is part of the buying equation. <laughs> yeah. But, but we also have to look at, at – we have to look someplace – to feel that safety that we're, you know, it's going to turn out okay. I don't care when you buy a house, you're going to be okay as long as we do what, James? Time in the market. Time in the market. People focus on that 9%. Is that the number of years? You know, it's like, oh, I, I did this thing one time and I did it a thousand times and there was a problem. But the one time I did it wrong, that's what sticks in your head. Of course. And, you know, you coach volleyball. Yeah. If they think about the one time they didn't hit the ball the way they wanted, they'd be... They'd never get anything done. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's, I mean, hey, we, we, we play sports, and if that's what you're focusing on, so at the end of the day, if that's what you're focusing on, one, you're going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Two, you're going to live the experience even though it hasn't happened. And three, guess what? You're going to miss sometimes. But if you keep swinging, and you don't have to swing when you own a house. You just don't do anything. You stay in it. Again, we're all very bullish on real estate. I think that's clear. For but, sure. You know, we just yeah. have to help people with understanding the process. And then what's uh, what's the good fit for them? Right? Yeah. Well, I think I think there's we have good reason to be bullish. Of course. Um, um, I, I've owned five residential properties, my own home. You know, I lost money on one of them. But the reason I lost money is because I sold in a down market and had and I had to sell then because we were moving here. But I also bought a house here in the down market. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, I could make an argument that once, you know, if we're just talking about not investment property, but your own personal residence, sure. that once you get into your first one, should you really care whether prices go up or down? No. 90% of millionaires, billionaires become millionaires, billionaires from what? Well, real estate. I real think estate. the most, yeah. We've got a great client right now that has a wonderful house with a guest house on it. And she built the guest unit for one for her brother who needed help to stay in and then for her mother. And they both got their own place now. And now she's selling that to support them. And she's used this home to basically help pay for the care of her family. I mean, she without that, those people would have been on their own. So one, right. good for her for doing what she's doing. Two, she's done it for quite some time. And three, they all benefit from it. So, right. so you don't, you can't only improve your own situation. It allows you to improve other people's situation. So that wasn't going to happen without that piece of real estate, without that home. And now she's scaling down and using the money for her own residence and to help support other people. So in general, I mean, it's a place to live, but it can mean a lot more. And I think that's what John's pointing out as well. I had a question for you, Hal, uh, just quickly. You'd said, you know, the, the two determining factors are going to be inventory and interest rates. In your experience, and John, you too, which is likely to happen here? Inventory uh, increases before um, interest rates go down? I mean, which is going to happen first? It's not going to be inventory. 
I mean, the only way to increase inventory is new home construction, and we don't have that much, and it's expensive and costly to build. So, I, I mean, in I would theory, think, wouldn't wouldn't the wouldn't the construction be affordable for the construction companies if the interest rates come down? Um, yeah, there's a certain amount of affordability, but the, the, just the cost of holding the property is expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy, I don't want to go off a tangent, but there's a guy downtown bought five cool little bungalows and he was trying to allow to have second lots on those bungalows. So there'd be some more housing there. And it took him an extra year to do it. And this conversation was about a year ago. And I go, well, good for you. The prices are way up. He goes, no, my costs are up. I'm, I'm going to lose money. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to lose money. I, the houses are going to cost more. I'm going to sell them for more because that's where the market is. So who loses, you know, well, the consumer. So it's just hard to build. So inventory is not going to be the big rise. And again, what John refers to in 2008, 2009, they had people buying houses that should had no business getting the loans. Mm-hmm. They were adjustable rate loans that were going to change. They didn't have the income to support them. Right. And they had no skin in the game. Right now, we have the biggest equity position nationwide we've ever had. People have more equity than they've ever had. Okay. What's the joke about the foreclosure? Well, the joke, the story of the foreclosures you oh, just told oh, me the other day. Oh, yeah. You know, huh. so, so many of us rely on, on guess who for our real estate information, you know, our brother-in-law who always knows so much. About <laughs> proverbial brother-in-law. Yeah, proverbial yeah. brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. And so the joke is the, 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 the brother-in-law goes to you and says, Hey, do you know that foreclosures are up 95% year over year? So the market is just hitting the skids. Guess what happened during COVID? No foreclosures. No foreclosures. So, so now there was one foreclosure in, <laughs> in, 20, in 2022, and they're up 95%. And, you know, the market's crashing. And, yeah. you, you know, I read an article, a local, local article recently that said uh, prices in San Luis Obispo County real estate are coming down. And as you read the article, they said, you know, 45% of the houses that closed in November closed it under the asking price. So prices must be coming down. Uh, what's the second half of that that they didn't, they didn't print? Yeah, exactly. 55%. Yeah. 55% <laughs> or at list price or above. Or above yeah. Come on, man, you're killing me. <laughs> it's, all, it's all how they present it. And, and just, you know, to let everybody know, it, all these numbers we're given, these are facts. These are actual stats that we are pulling up. This is not our guesses. Assuming yeah. our resources yeah. are giving us good yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we, we search these and, you know, I mean, there could be some variance, but at the end of the day, it's all what you're comparing it to. Yeah, you we're know, we're and, not and, pulling these numbers from TMZ. Yeah, right no, now. we, we the, like that 2016 comparison we looked at because that one house that was on the market 299 days and then was on zero days this year. Then we look at all the marketplaces and basically prices are up 20 to 70 percent from 2016. Days on the market are lower now than they were then. And the number of homes is way below what it was in 2016, which was a great market. It's the context and the trajectory that people worry about. And it has, hey, the slowdown has been extreme. 20, 30 offers on a house, you get used to that. Now there's one or two or maybe not one for a month or two, which is normal. Oh, that, then people go into panic mode. And that's just, that's a normal market. You know, just, just as I'm thinking, let's, uh, Mr. Kingman, let's do another podcast where we're doing uh, local numbers uh, like we did Paso and Morro Bay. That was a super popular podcast for us. So we're giving okay. uh, pricing. Let's do, let's do that in a couple of weeks, maybe the first of the year. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably one of our most popular podcasts. People listening to, they want to know what their, their neighborhood, neighborhood values are. So yep. we'll do it. We'll do a neighborhood's uh, podcast. Yeah. JT missed that one. So that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a good one. So the state's local. Last two things. One, uh, how next week on our podcast, we have a visitor, an attorney's coming to visit us on the podcast, right? Ed Atala is going to join us. And Ed you know, lifelong resident, San Luis Obispo County, great attorney. My attorney um, referred him tons of people. The importance of making sure your property in most cases, you know, mm-hmm. is in a trust. Okay. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do if you're a property owner and you have family that would benefit from that property, you want to go somewhere when you pass away, is to have it go through the probate process, which is costly, expensive, out of your control versus being able to pick how it happens and right. speed the process up and and don't leave your family in the lurch it, by not doing that. So. It's all stuff nobody likes to talk about. Yeah, yeah. but we made it so but, fun. We're going to make yeah. it fun. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a blast. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. That subject is very, very exciting on the day you realize you didn't do it right. Right. Or, or did do it right. Well, you won't notice it if you did do it right, because yeah, yeah, then it won't true. be exciting, because it'll just go so it, it smoothly, you won't notice. Right. Yeah. So but you're talking you didn't about the, do wrong, it right? the wrong kind of exciting. That day is yeah. going to be very, very exciting for you or your heirs. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that's our next podcast. That's awesome. And then last, Hal, as always, let's talk, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, us, and uh, you know what we have available for them. Yeah. Probably the easiest way to reach us is we're, you know, we've got a great team. We're all here to answer the phone. So just call the office at 805 805- Seven eight one three seven five zero, and um, I think we got an accolade. Can we? Can we? Can you? Can you share that? Yeah. Oh, oh you're okay. talking about the podcast. Yeah. First off, we have to thank everybody that listens to our podcast. Of thank course. you, everybody. Our thank you. Not just San Luis Obispo County, but everybody that's listening, obviously across the country. Uh, we've we've hit a milestone. I think we're in the top one hundred. Correct, Mister Kingman. Yeah, of, top, top one hundred of business related uh, podcasts. Yeah. So out of one hundred and one, we are ninety. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, uh, uh, we've been doing pretty good. So uh, oh, there are thousands of oh millions. Wow. Now, not all of them are business podcasts, and and right. to fit that niche of a business podcast, and then to be a real estate podcast in a market with three hundred thousand people. That really we're, whittles it down and for doing it. Down we're going to have to practice our autograph signing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not us. It's Hal. Everybody loves Hal. He's the man. Okay. Hal, practice. Although I think I'm going to change our logo a little bit, Hal, and, and you know, make it a little bit fun, more fun instead of the no, basic. No, it's, I'm just shaking my <laughs> rock star makeup. Yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. Let's put you on some <laughs> 80s rock star. Um, okay. All right. Everybody. No, seriously, everybody. Thank you so much for yes. listening to our stuff and our listen to rates pretty good. Listen through rate is really good. What does um, that so mean? That's we're, we're, we're giving good information. They're not turning you uh, off. They're not, they're not oh, shutting okay. off our podcast uh, when they first listen to it. So they love JT's voice. Yeah. Um, so that's a well, plus. If if they if, if the audience can't tell, we we love getting together and doing this, and we love doing it because we're being told that it's bringing value to the community. So yeah. And how thank this you th- for that feedback. How this thing started, you know, obviously Jeff came and talked to us, but you know we just sit and have these conversations normally. So throw mics in front of us and let's chat, and that's how we're, we're running this thing. So we everybody love loves to talk about real estate. We do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, not just people who are in the business. Sure. Everybody wants to, to talk about it, learn about it, hear about it. Yeah. Well, if you don't own a home, what do you want to do? You want to buy a home. Buy a home yeah. You want to yeah. buy a home. Yeah. I mean, it's got to yeah. have a place to live. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you. We'll see you next week. Uh, Ed will be here. I'm super excited. Another great podcast. As always, Hal, thank you so much. JT, we're glad you're back. Next time you go into Tahiti, we are all going with you. I'm in. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market.
The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.